welcome back to black couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of softland season four episode five entitled legacy written by heather zilke directed by J. michael miro i gave this episode an 8.4 out of 10 it was pretty straightforward in some places um it was nice to see john ponder his legacy but for the most part this was an okay episode but i don't know maybe others liked it more if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com wherever you're listening to this podcast podbean stitcher apple podcast spotify even amazon go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe so let's get into it let's talk about john and tang first because they had the emotional arc i think this episode more so than anyone else john starts off in the squad room getting his 20 year uh achievement badge in this little pendant except it's his 22nd year anniversary and the department is two years behind you guys but he shows that he is a cop who has been doing this quite for a long time and that is pretty much what he ponders going through this episode is what are people going to say about him when he finally retires and what does it mean to be an officer on the on the rotation for this long tang tells him she looked it up and he's like the eighth longest (laughs) going and uh he intends to get all five of his stripes make it 35 years and they begin their day with a woman who's panicked my guess is in front of a dispensary because he said go in there and get your medication (laughs) she said her son was jesus christ and he's missing tang's like i'm done i'm so done i'm going back in the car but john's like bless you no bless you put your faith in the light they then go to a domestic situation where the young young teen has been outed at school due to his online i guess they set him up in some capacity where he thought he was meeting someone his parents are very upset by it they don't want him to go to school father is a little upset that he's gay his mother is trying to calm his father down she's a little bit more understanding but still what are people gonna think john takes the kid outside and tells him look i i get it he says i don't i I don't think you do but of course john does but it's not his uh you know he's not someone who goes around and says yeah well i'm gay too so you know he didn't feel the need to share that information at that time but he asked do you want to go back inside or do you want to go to school because i can't arrest you for going to school it's not a crime i get your parents are upset i get that you guys are upset but that you need to keep your shit down this is domestic it's not violent we don't need to be here we've managed to separate the the parties let's move on there is a a uh, scene where they're getting lunch and dewey talks about how you know great officers are recalled by the stories that people tell about them and as long as someone can continue to to do that that means that they were 
that's how they have their legacy but then he talks about the other side of the equation where people you know you think they're fine they've been doing it for so long and then they just shoot themselves in the face john so used to do his bullshit is even like come on dude did you need to tell that type of story that's not a story you want to tell they then get a suicidal teen situation well they have a jumper situation and they get to the location they're pissed off they're like every fucking time we're eating lunch you never get to just have some lunch they get there and john realizes it's mike from this morning he's dressed up in a dress and he's been beaten up he has been humiliated by his classmates and i'm not sure how all of this shit went down and no adult was around that's the thing that always will never not shock me will never not because you just can't I i don't know what schools what kind of security you don't have in these schools but shit when you're in the fucking hood they got a a worst case scenario officer always just circling the fucking block and walking walking the hallways (laughs) you can't even be in the bathrooms for more than two seconds without somebody like they ain't been out in like two minutes fuck's going on in there so get somebody in there get somebody in there right now because they think drugs and other types of shit is going on and sadly it is and thus they be on it so when i be hearing these other scenarios and you know no supervision i i get i'm like what world i mean i know what world it's the caucasian one but still (laughs) uh so he wants to jump he says look i'm i do understand i'm gay as well and he says that it will get better it's the this is a typical type of talk i must say that i'm so used to seeing it will get better but you don't know that that's not something you can write or cash any checks on and i get that's the basic training these people have been given and it's rather sad that this is the basic training that they you know because everybody's not getting the negotiator showing up to stop them from being suicidal it's just not like that so uh he tells him thank you and surprisingly the kid jumps anyway john holds on to him it's a struggle but he's able to get him back over the ledge he talks to him in the hospital where he has been restrained and he says what's going to happen to me next well you're going to be held for 72 hours for a psych evaluation because that's enough to true but what can you do you know human rights and uh he says it must be tough being a gay cop and he's like i got a lot of problems kid being gay is not one of them he goes to to pull someone over for a minor traffic violation and the guy's all giving him shit also something caucasian people do and not black people because your ass would have been out of the damn car (laughs) the minute you did not hand over the license and registration you would have been on the fucking pavement and they'll talking back when you black that's not gonna happen (laughs) things will escalate very quickly 
But this guy's mouthy. He's like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. I want to do my job. Let me do my fucking job and not have to hear some asshole talking about how he should not have been ticketed for something he continues to do again and again and almost murder some people back there. Oh, I think that I found myself an annoying bitch. Please shut the fuck up. It is a little whiplashing to see the the severity of situations that they have to deal with. One is a kid who's trying to commit suicide. The other is just a piece of entitled garbage. And Tang gets a call. We don't know what it's about because she says, I'll tell him at the bar because she said she was going to open a tab for John's anniversary she ends up telling him when he's about to leave that the kid got out of his restraints and that he jumped and while it does sadden him that another gay kid you know committed suicide due to insensitive pieces of garbage out there he did what he was supposed to do and he can't he can't carry that burden otherwise he wouldn't have got to 22 years you do your job the best of the job that you can do i know i gave it my best and that's all i can do before moving on to the next situation and despite the fact that she is the one that is really assessing him it it's proven in this episode that he is by far the superior officer she talks about taking the detective exam she does not want to be on the street she said she got sidetracked by some things that stopped her from doing it or the sergeant's exam but she wants to be a sergeant that's what she plans to do so we get a little bit of ambition from this character they're pretty wholesome right they seem to be a good complement to each other and it's not the same dynamic we are used to seeing with john and having a boot someone he has to teach let's talk about his boot sammy and ben they play uh pranks on each other most of the episode it starts with sammy they just really wanted to see sammy with no towel on this is like what the second or third episode he's supposed to be the hot guy in the show because he's not hi i'm chucky and i'm your friend to the end i'm like you know that towel is covering a baby dick you know it is but they tape his locker shut that's hilarious uh, then they fuck with Ben later on by getting one of the nurses or badge bunnies as he calls them and in one on one hand I want to be like you an asshole but on the other it's true it's like I don't tell these women to jump on my dick they do that all on their own I just accept it she tells him that she's pregnant he freaks the fuck out but they was fucking with him The biggest thing that went on with their story arc this week is that they they are uh well there's a murder and all the black people are like i ain't seen shit i don't know nothing don't ask me no questions i'm not answering them somebody yells out y'all should just get the fuck out of here sammy takes offense at this and says look this shit is happening around your neighborhood don't you want to solve these crimes he tries to get all up in his face about it like why don't you do something to step up and he ends up calling him a crackhead the guy ends up showing up at the station and filed a complaint against sammy for calling him a crackhead 
and to sammy's credit he was like look i'm sorry clearly i offended you in a way i did not mean to offend you you know you had dirty fingernails i made an assumption but when he said i've been clean for like two years he's like okay no i get it i'm sorry but how many times have you come down here to actually report something about a crime like have you had a whole bunch of shit happening you didn't see dead bodies why is only when you offended you want to come down here never when you want to help your own community this gets to the dude and he's like i heard smiley did it later on they hear that he's been shot and so they get to the hospital and he tells ben like look fuck it happened again i keep getting my informants killed (laughs) can you go in there and just get him to identify smiley because the detectives want it and all you got to do is give him to squeeze your hand and they sent him in the room and it was not they had another officer pretending to be him <laughs> that was actually pretty good <laughs> he's like just squeeze my hand just squeeze my hand so sammy tells him at the end of the day see the uh, professionals should stick to the pranks except they got sammy one last time by putting pigeons in his car so when he opens the door all of the pigeons come on out and i think i covered everything between those two for all the seriousness of their job it's nice to see them have some fun or find a way to have some fun which leads us lastly to lydia and reuben who is not having fun because lydia is constantly having morning sickness and denying that she's having morning sickness to reuben who only wants to shove it in her face and tell her she can't drink coffee because that's not good for the baby he's like we got a dead body she's like i gotta go to the bathroom he's like take your fucking time she's like it's too fucking early for this shit i'm gonna smack you in the face they get to the crime scene and the father came home to find his son dead shot in the back of the head his computer is missing and by interviewing the father who is really upset and says that look my son i've been enabling him he like had a fit about a computer a few months ago because he wanted to upgrade and i bought it for him he broke his last uh, computer she's like i'm sure you did the best you could do <laughs> and even i was with reuben why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying like girl that was the most insincere shit ever so they believe that he's lying especially as he didn't manage to see the fact that someone broke into his home with all that glass all over the place even if he went through the garage so they decide to get a search warrant they come back with the search warrant to find the computer they do find it in the backyard buried and they finally arrest the father they do talk a little briefly about you know what would you do for your child there's a lot of that getting her ready for parenthood and we find out that this man killed his son because he said look i'm pretty sure my son is a serial killer or he is about to be a serial killer and i don't want to live with the fact that i ignored it all this time he was killing animals i found a bag that said he's ready to go 
Lydia is very accurate with uh he could have got him some help <laughs> institutionalized anything besides murder your own son but Ruben says look he might have felt deep in his heart like there was nothing to be done like he was damaged and I brought this kid into the world I gotta take him out of the world that's my responsibility and he's like I wouldn't fucking do it but I understand that thought process I did it my way and that pretty much concluded our episode it wasn't much that happened outside of these things is very self-contained but I liked it we do have feedback so let's hop into the mailbag Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Southland episode five of season four. I wasn't sure if I was gonna do feedback tonight or tomorrow. I watched the episode not too long ago. Um, I didn't know if I was even gonna watch the episode. I had to do another presentation at work and got home pretty late. But um, decided to go ahead and um, and watch it. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still enjoying the show. Um, I just thought that I, <laughs> I mean, time is just flying because I thought I submitted feedback already, um, but come to find out, it's been a minute. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, as for this episode, um, this was a. a I don't know how to explain it. I seem like I've been saying that a lot lately. I'm kind of like on the fence how I'm feeling about um, season four. It's just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. It's like, I mean, there's, it's fascinating, you know, storylines and all, but I'm not getting, I don't know. I'm not the, the characters that, I want to learn about I'm not really getting too much I guess this is more we're not this I mean I, I mean at this point is what season four um, we got and when it was a more annoying you know certain people we got to get a glimpse of their personal life and then some we don't get as much um, just like with Lydia I mean I really I'm really curious I'm not gonna lie um, about her you know who the baby daddy is um i can't even i mean they don't show her personal life that much and when they do is mostly about um her mom and then that one guy that she was dating last season that was her partner's son but we don't know what happened with that so but yeah it's understandable about her not wanting to let anyone know just yet i mean most people i'll say most people some women don't want to say too much of anything um just in general till the second trimester and then of course we got lydia who has um you know like who was it that said it it was one of the episodes when they said that she would be put on death duty once it gets out that she's pregnant so I don't blame her for trying to stay out in the field and do the job that she loves. 
for as long as possible. Um, the other storyline that we got was just Sammy and um, Ben being pranksters and just going above and beyond. Um, I'm not going to lie, this didn't interest me too much, this storyline. So <laughs> it kind of dragged on for me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there, there's... Sometimes they got interesting, Sammy and Ben have interesting um, plots in this episode. Um, this one just wasn't it. I feel, I feel like I like Ben more with Cooper than, than, than Sammy. Um, but then again, I've never been the biggest fan of Sammy, but he's definitely more tolerable now that we don't have to deal with Tammy. And it's just that's, that even continues to annoy me, their names, Sammy and Tammy. <laughs> um, but I, I do like John uh, with uh, Tang. It's, um, they got a good partnership. Um, I like their dynamic. Um, I like their storyline. I mean, it ended up in a sad situation. And it's just, and it's just very interesting when you, when you feel like and, and, and that's the frustration of these types of job when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with mental health, when you're dealing with mental health, um, when things stop for some reason. And it's just, it's just a lot. Teenagers, you know, mental health, high school. High school is brutal. Um, just like his parents were saying, but he was determined to go to school. I don't know why he thought that he wasn't, that nothing was going to come of them finding out. And, and I mean, I can only imagine that at this, I mean, they're usually pretty high school, that is, and middle school, but, you know, they're really pretty um, vocal about their thoughts and beliefs about people that are different from them. Um, I mean, I understand him not wanting to dramatically change his life, but at the same time, you got these photos that are out there and yes, yeah, it normally kids don't even want to go to school. So that was like a different um, thing to uh, look at is the kid wanting and the, and the parents not. So um, yeah, that was very interesting. But I mean, it was sad, uh, but not surprising that, I mean, I knew once, you know, cause you know, at the beginning they shook, excuse me, they get the hiccups, um, showed John holding on to somebody. And so I was like, as soon as I saw the mic here, I was like, yeah, it's going to have something to do with him. And then when we heard that there was a jumper, I was like, watch it's the, the watch it's this kid. So, and then, so that wasn't too surprising, that storyline, how that played out. Just sad that, you know, and then the dad didn't show up to the hospital I mean, I tell you, you know, parents, we I always, I mean, I say this a lot when I'm working with clients, it's like, you just never know. I mean, kids, teenagers are so emotional, um, you know, their executive functioning isn't fully developed. And so they're very, a lot more impulsive and not thinking about the long-term effects of um, things and it's all about the moment with the here and the now. Um, and so it's, it's, it's hard for them to see beyond that. Um, and so, and I don't know why whoever that hospital 
staff was that thought it was a good idea to take him out of restraints. Like, dude legit jumped. I mean, it just so happens that he didn't, he wasn't successful, but he tried to kill himself. It wasn't where they talked him down and he got down on his own. Even then, I wouldn't have trusted him without restraints. But no, he legit jumped um, and they just happened to save him. So to me, that's um, the election of duty, you know, something that's that's not okay that they took him out of his restraints. That's ridiculous, actually. Um, Then we got Lydia's story with the dad who ended up. So he took uh, he really did. You know, (laughs) that's saying that parents say to their kids, you know, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. I mean, he took that uh, literally and took him out. Um, yeah, it's tough, you know, when you, and, and I'm dealing with that now with, you know, my kids being older and they're starting to make, you know, choices about their lives. And it's so nerve wracking, um, to lose that semi control that, you know, that say in their lives, um, because it's all about them now and the choices and you just pray that, the the values and everything that you instilled in them is what carries them on um but yeah i mean this dude he's 30 years old still living at home with his dad not even doing anything positive with his life i mean i i gotta agree with um uh was it ruben or lydia um yeah it it was lydia who's talking about there were so many there were other options i mean he just decided i mean not to say they would have been successful but i think we should try something before we get to the murder (laughs) like like she was saying some therapy and institutionalized something um to at least try that you know going from zero to a hundred uh in a span of five seconds is never a good idea um so many in-betweens before you should be thinking about murdering your child or your adult child in this case so but that's what he did so anyway i think that's all i have for this one um yeah um it was a decent episode uh not like i said i wasn't a big fan of the sammy and ben storyline but whatever on that note, until next time, I shall have peace and black or magic. Queen of the couch, Chai. Thank you, Queen Chai, for your thoughts on the episode. Uh, I, I I agree with pretty much all of your points. <laughs> Let me see what I have to add here, because I was like, yeah, you're speaking pretty much facts. Um, as far as... Um, Tang or Olivia and the baby you are gonna find out more about the baby daddy I think I like season five more than season four uh Tang did tell her to hide it you know don't tell anybody even your partner you know and I think that also goes to to the whole um you know she likes Ruben she trusts Ruben but they're not that close <laughs> and she hasn't really allowed anyone to get that close to her since uh Russell as far as her you know wanting to be out in the field for as long as she wants to be i think that's a uh 
an admirable goal but i do wonder with lydia just a little bit with how her doctor was telling her about her body fat and how you know you can't do some of the same things if you're gonna allow your body for this baby and she seems like she wants to keep it so that means she's gonna have to make some sacrifice and i don't know if lydia has has uh fully grasped that yet um you know like the don't tell me about my coffee drinking even though i i I totally understand that that point (laughs) i don't think you're supposed to have caffeine when you're pregnant uh at least you have to limit your caffeine and i know they be drinking coffee all day she works all night she does have she did say she had one miscarriage so i do understand her partner ruben being concerned i did laugh when he was like ain't you 30 years old living in your mama's house (laughs) she's like i got a job and i paid off half the mortgage bitch don't play me (laughs) that was funny between them two i like their partnership as well uh, because it's not like her last few partners where it's just been a lot of up and down he's stable he's happy in his own you know life and she doesn't she's okay with being his superior training detective officer like that's that's her role and that's what she's leaned into like no more trying to be friends with my partners this that other thing at least that's my my read of the situation um yeah the sammy and ben stuff was okay certainly and yeah the same with the the kid situation he was very you can tell he was angry. that's why it's never a good idea to start yelling back and forth with your kids i know it's raheeman <laughs> i have a tendency to do it but sometimes when i'm about to yell i just i rein it back like i mentally like you know what i'm not about to be yelling back and forth with my child we're not doing that we're not having tantrums with a child that's having a tantrum <laughs> we're gonna dial that all the way back and i'm just gonna talk calmly and they or or we'll talk when when things have calmed down you know i i i'm i know that stage where you're not like i'm looking at her right now as a teenager like yeah i know you're not a rational person right now (laughs) i'm gonna have to take all that rationale and it's so hard it's so hard for parents to put all of that shit on them uh for another human being but that's just part of the job and why you should go out and make sure that you're on solid ground too go get you some therapy in case you need to talk to somebody (laughs) Uh, go get some medication if your anxiety is high because you can't be on the same level with them because one is a child and the other is the adult and you have to lead them through this so it's uh it's when they were all yelling i was like this is not helpful for him whatsoever and then the minute i when he was like where's dad and he didn't show up to the hospital and his son tried to kill himself i knew that was gonna set him off oh again you know his his dad pretty much not just i mean they didn't make it explicit but it was there you know no one has their child almost die and not show the fuck up so uh that was a horrid situation all around it's sad to see that it does occur but it gives me hope because i'll be i'll be going down the street every day when i pick up my daughter from high school and the couples the couples that be out there i mean i'm not talking about hetero couples there are one there's too many couples i'm like what the who the fuck everybody booing up in high school man i didn't i didn't boo up in high school (laughs) i'm like this is too early 
everyone's too early it's all nasty too because one of the two talk about they did they were depressed and they brush their teeth for like five months i'm like that's disgusting <laughs> kids are that's why i think about it. i just think of teenagers and i'm like they're just they don't date at this age my daughter has has gotten that memo because it's like that everyone's just disgusting at this point in their lives it's not it's not a good look it's not a good look uh wait until you know what the fuck you're doing and who who you, the fuck you are at least a little bit <laughs> before you want to invite anyone else into that you can just be friends but i will say there doesn't have there doesn't seem to be that shaming it's more at home unfortunately than it is at school like at school they got groups you know they're talking to kids they're, they're at least at least in the schools that my daughter goes to uh has went to they hopefully more can be like that or more inclusive to that population and a lot are because she goes to school with a lot of uh uh lb lbgtq plus i i think i got it that will conclude our podcast this week if you want to send feedback once again blackercouch at gmail.com or can leave a comment below on uh this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic